Hello everyone and welcome back to A Pint With Peter, an informative and somewhat comedy podcast where, as my dad likes to put it, we are bridging the intergenerational gap. Now we left off last week discussing our thoughts and feelings about the recent global pandemic and we will be continuing that discussion into this episode. But as my dad is famous for, we will never exactly stick to the same subject and we'll bounce around as many as we can. So I guess on that note, let's get back to it. As you know, amongst my many interests, yeah, I was going to say, is Peter, uh, I was going to say Machiavellian, what's it called, Renaissance man. I mean, I'm a bit of a failed Renaissance <laughs> man, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've always been interested in, in, if you want, psychometrics, you know, I spent some time as um, a counsellor, didn't I, I remember, doing hypnotherapy and such like. Um, do you know what psychometrics is? Expand. It's the kind of measurement and, and if you want the testing of mental states. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I, and and processes and uh, I think probably, you know, if lockdown this C V nineteen thing ever concludes, I think you will find a tsunami of publications, won't you? Mm. Around it. But what I what I find really fascinating is even in comparison to our European neighbours Apparently, particularly with the young, but not necessarily with the young, we we are the unhappiest people in Europe. Yeah, which you know, it, it it makes you wonder what is it about being British that makes that you know is it all to do with the psychology of lockdown? Do you think? I don't. No, I feel I, like even beforehand, we're all grumpy bastards. We are, but I think there's a correlation between people not complying and being unhappy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. If you look at places, I don't know, somewhere like Spain, where everyone has to wear a mask outside, even yeah. just on the street, yeah. and everyone does it, Yeah. Um, so they've had to, like, harsh, they've got harsher restrictions in place, but they're yeah. happier, whereas here we don't have to wear them out on the street, we just have to wear yeah. them and go in a shop or... Yeah, it's like uh, do it and still being happy. mentally conflicted. It's like uh, twist or stick, isn't it? Do you know what I'm saying? It's um, yeah. should I stay or should I go? You know, and I, and I think what you've got is I think increasingly, uh, without being party political, I think you definitely what what however you vote, however you think, left or right, I think you've got a background now of growing distrust, haven't you? Mm. Yes. Which I think it throws an extra spanner in the works. Because you're already uncertain, you know, maybe about your own situation or your family situation. But the government, it seems to me, the powers that be, it seems to me as if they're lost in a maze. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Of their own well, imagination. It's, it's, uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's kind of make it up as you go along, but, um, I think it might be a bit... And I think think another feature of it, I think without question, over my lifetime, referring to previous podcasts, you, you have seen a gradual breaking down of what you might call the communitarian spirit. I think, I mean, you guys have been to Europe. I mean, I, I, I can think of myself being in a, in a French town or, or an Italian town or in, in Greece, where 
it's standard practice that the families get together. You know, they'll have a communal meal. Mm. When you go into, into, I mean, obviously simplifying for effect here, but when you go into a bar or a cafe, you've got quite an intermingling of the generations, the young with the old. I think that's broken down a little bit in this country. I, I don't think British people generally are particularly community-minded. I think we have become a little bit at yeah. Um, yeah. As you know, your mum, when she was growing we were talking about this yesterday, your mum, when she was growing up, uh, her parents ran a pub, and, and she'll tell you that, you know, back in the day, the pub would be a meeting place for several generations. You know, I'm not sure that's true now. No. I think the generations do separate themselves off a little bit more. Interestingly, she was saying, because I, I obviously remember the hippie era, interestingly, your mum's theory is it all started to fall away during the early 70s, you know, during the, the hippie-ish yeah. kind of thing. I was wondering if it was possibly because your hippie types weren't into alcohol anyway. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, well, I was going to say, is it like what's always played into the movies, where it's like the older generation want you to cut your hair and get a job, and you're like, screw you, old man. Yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Rock forever. Yeah. And, yeah. But um, the other feature of this in this country, because we are very much clearly a multicultural society. I, I know from you know, many years of working with families of South Asian origin, they are certainly more family orientated. And I, I think pro- possibly one of the problems you, you've had in, in places like Bolton is because of the intense congregations mm. of people. And I, I, because clearly the CV-19 has disproportionately affected BAME groups, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, I, think, I think that's simply a fact. Um, but, yeah, I mean, have you been out and about recently? I mean, there's almost um, a feeling of anarchy abroad sometimes, isn't there? I mean, I, I went into the local woods a few weeks ago and it's full of those... Um, little canisters, you know, with the nitrous oxide, whatever it is, and, uh, you know, shitting behind the bushes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, I know me and Chris have been sensible, like, we have popped out, but definitely stayed within a bubble, but even for me, when I work in Affleck's and walk home, you're literally walking past drunken crowds, bars full... Yeah. You know, everyone touching, hugging. Yeah. And, you know, it, it did get quite depressive walking home because you just think, fuck's sake. Yeah, just gonna... why, why am I bothering? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're yeah, literally yeah, going to yeah. end up in yeah. what we're looking at now. And yeah. I, I would get in and just turn to Alex, like you said, I'd be like, what's the fucking point of all this? Yeah. You see, what I've, I haven't spoken to him for a few days, but the guy, our next door neighbour is an NHS worker. And I was chatting to his wife and it, it, she... She started the conversation off by saying, John isn't a conspiracy theorist, Peter, but in the last few weeks, don't forget he's front line, yeah. and I do mean front line, he basically comes home and nothing's happening. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing happening. It, it's as if CV-19, Mrs. Manchester, doesn't actually exist. What do you think of that? It's definitely strange to know. It's it's, strange. Yeah, it is weird. But I'll have a chat to him in later. Yeah, I'll, give us a down low. I'll give you an update. Well, um, th- this is the problem. It's where it comes from because then people think that it isn't around them, so then they don't give it a toss, and then 
it will finally affect them. And yeah, because I think that's the main problem. I remember seeing a guy on the news that was even like, oh, well, it's not affected my family, so I think it's not around. Yeah, yeah, which is profoundly selfish, Mm. isn't it? I mean, I'm, as you know, another one of my things is history. And um, I, I told you, probably four or five podcasts back you know one of my rather gruesome but favorite reads is daniel defoe's a journal of the plague year yeah, from the plague in the 1600s it was quite surreal and uh, I, I just wonder if in times like this of existential crisis there's almost a kind of surreal um almost uh, hallucinogenic madness with people did you um if you watched the news a few days ago did you see you're talking big crowds in i think there's a rally in bristol there's a rally in manchester and the big one was obviously in london it's called the group inevitably it started off in the states yeah the group is called q and on I know. I may have seen this. Now, when these two Bolton ladies came, uh, one of them always tries to, you know, sh- you know, don't say anything, kind of thing. It it was it was minutes before she started launching off into these conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard this from lots of people to be to be quite and and you, and you you wonder if during lockdown where people have been sitting there with their devices and they've been going down that rabbit hole of all these weird podcasts you know <laughs> like this one yeah um but this q anon it was in, it was incredible you you were talking thousands of people with placards and a few of them had found their way to Buckingham Palace did you not see it? I, I think I remember and seeing it. And they're standing outside but... Buckingham Palace with this enormous um, placard that said, Royals eat babies. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought would be a great name for a band. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. do hope, like a pump. Yeah. yeah. It, like, okay. use it as their album cover. Yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember in the 80s, for example, there was a band called Pop Will Eat Itself. <laughs> I think is a really good band name, and another one which is a little bit more like this Royal Eat Babies. They're a, an indie band called Fetus on My Breath. <laughs> You've never heard of that one? No. Uh, Fetus on My Breath. Yeah. Like something super hands record. But um, <laughs> this this Q this QAnon the UK version. Of, I mean, this this is typical, isn't it? It was started by. It's actually a lady. Interestingly, it was started. She, her original job was um, selling smoothies, oh, so, and, health smoothies and doing self-help yeah. books. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, Chris will tell you himself. This this acute this Q and on. It's it's linked to the vaccination thing. It's linked to the five G thing. They're all kind of intertwined. And what it is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, as I see it, it, it it's this kind of theory that out there there's a celebrity elite. Yeah, mm. of politicians, of you know, pop stars, you, know, you name it. And what they do, they they basically capture children. <laughs> it's like it's like the child catcher, <laughs> and they abuse them and drink their blood. What I'd say is QAnon is um, so it's an forum type website that's a bit like 4chan. 
Okay. That's right, yeah, that's right. Um, that's the link. Yeah. It's, a, it's a darker version of 4chan if that's Oh my god, I, don't, I didn't even know um, that was possible. So that, yeah, so that's where it's all come from, and it's just basically that conspiracy theories come from, have come from it and oh spread my god. by QAnon. But in this article I was reading, it was said these people believe that these kids are captured and abused and they're held in tunnels under London. <laughs> what, what I think is that. Great Chris is actually part of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah what? Yeah. It's interesting. I think because I mean, I, when we were younger, we used to be on Four Chan sometimes. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, I'm not familiar with it. Um, but I think there's a certain percentage of people who originally kind of start these conspiracies that don't believe it themselves. They're just doing it to mess with and piss about. Oh yeah. And just spread, you know, things because they think it's funny to come up with these ideas. But then. There's people that just take it and believe it. Wow. And it's, it's like the 5G has caused coronavirus and stuff, which is absolutely an insane yeah. conspiracy theory that was no doubt started without... Somebody smoking dope, yeah. probably. <laughs> thinking, yeah. It started probably not even seriously, and then someone heard it and go, well, that's that's completely credible. I yeah. believe that. And we'll then... And it snowballs yeah. like that. And then, of course, you've got to throw in the 9-11 was a hoax yeah. business. that. They got all kind of interlocked, don't they? Yeah. So I mean, you can laugh, but there's a lot of people out there who who believe it. You know, I mean, don't don't, yeah. don't kid yourself. You know, you're not talking about some nutter. You know, in in their bedroom, one of these incels, as they call them. It's it's quite it's, it's a worrying. It's quite widespread. Oh yeah, well, it's even like anti-vax now seems to be going even. Like, used to... Well, that's a massive problem because. You know, when eventually, and you know, I, th- I think it's going to be next year, a vaccination is found, you're going to have a massive problem because I, I think in this country, you're talking potentially 30% of people who'd refuse to take it. Mm. That's a biggie, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's. Uh, I mean, I mean, talking about these kids in tunnels, I've got to get an artistic thing in. Oh, you two guys, oh, my God. are you familiar with Piranesi? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I imagine these kids being held in somewhere like that. Do you know what I mean? Like Gormenghast or somewhere. It's uh, so utterly bizarre. that, I love a good conspiracy theory, but luckily I, I, I never. Do, do you like conspiracy theory? And but there's some that are just out there. Yeah. Like, and you like no. Well, like Alex got quite into one recently. It was the Wayfair one. Have you heard of that one, Dad? Uh, no, nah, it's know. where people found items on Wayfair. The site, you know, they found like a, a chest of drawers, and it was called like the Monica set, but it was up for something like ninety thousand, like near an incredible amount. Wow! And then someone found a missing girl called Monica. <laughs> So they oh, were saying right, that people right, are right. using so, Wayfair yeah. to yeah. traffic kids yeah. and then... Yeah. And in then, wardrobes, kids in wardrobes. Yeah, and then... Kids it, are being transported around the country in bits of furniture. Pretty much, and then poor yeah. Tom Hanks got involved because he took a picture of... He was like an electrician's code. You know, they'll, they'll write codes to each other to say that there's a wire here. He took a picture of that with a glove next to it. Then everyone was like, oh, Tom Hanks is in it. This is him putting wow. his, his bid in. Yeah, because I might have got this wrong, but to me, at the head of all this, who is actually going to be the saviour on a white horse, is Trump. Trump, apparently, is going to bring about the Great Awakening. <laughs> yeah? And these abusers are going to be identified and slaughtered. <laughs> and it's going to lead the way to a completely new era. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not making this up. I, I mean, no, I'm pretty sure he's in there with yeah. the um, 
abusers. Well, definitely. Um, in my personal opinion. <laughs> it's not the opinion of the podcast, it's my own personal opinion. I mean, I mean I, I, I've read uh, what this, I mean, as you know, one of the guys I've teamed up with again from after bloody over 40, close to 50 years is, uh, is a medievalist, you know, so it's a period I've always been interested in and uh, when you're talking about this, what, what I call livable shit, I mean it really is amazing um, do you know much about the Crusades? I do I mean, if, if you look at the Crusades I mean, you had these real, really weird cults who were involved mm. um, well, wasn't the first crusade essentially just farmers going over by themselves? Well, the, fir- the first crusade, funnily enough, Russell, if I've got this right, was led by somebody called Peter the Hermit. <laughs> yeah. Peter the Hermit. So maybe I've got, maybe if I go to bed tonight and this girl from Burnley offered me some CBD oil <laughs> as well, you know, maybe I, I can go to bed and uh, have a revelation. I can I can become the new Peter the Herbert. Uh, <laughs> Peter the Herbert, yeah. And because appar- apparently this uh, Peter the Hermit got together all the peasants. Yeah, because yeah. it was something like the lords were taking too long to yeah. get everything together. And, uh, and apparently this, it was... Com- Comprised of incompetent peasants, yeah. And I was, I was thinking, I, I, I could, I could gather around me, being one myself, a group of incompetent peasants, and we, we could be fleeing <laughs> climate change, food riots, and disease in the homeland, and I, I could take it across Europe, yeah, to all these European places. Because I, mean, I mean, to me, this kind of kids in tunnels, having their blood stolen, it, it reminds you of medieval times, where um, you know, really insane stuff like they'd get pigs and 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 find them guilty of various offenses and and hang them and they get um i mean i'm not making this up i was doing a bit of research on this apparently oh you love this because i know you like the surreal apparently in 1596 the local peasants it must have been seafaring peasants captured some dolphins and there was a trial of dolphins in marseille (laughs) oh you do wonder and another another one I was reading, there was, um, you know, these trials, it's a bit like the um, thing I was telling you about stoning and, and being mm. burnt, you know, that kind of granny killing thing. Apparently these um, trials of animals didn't always end in brutality. I was reading one earlier, there was a donkey who, obviously a female donkey, this donkey found herself the victim of unwanted sexual advances. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt by the incompetent peasants. Um, but the donkey went to trial and the donkey was found innocent after a strong recommendation <laughs> from a nun who said that the donkey was actually a very virtuous and well-behaved animal. <laughs> I mean, you kind, of want, you kind of want it to still go on today. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's so crazy nowadays. I mean, you know, nothing would nothing would surprise you, would it? Nothing. No. Well, especially, you know, with the rise of veganism, I feel like... A dog will attack a baby, and rather than have it put down, they'll be calling for a trial where the well, dog yeah, can yeah, defend yeah, itself. Yeah, 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 that'd be a good one. 
you know, I, I'm all for that because most of the time I think the kid deserved it. It's pure black books, isn't it? Mm. You know, what's that comedian's name? I mean, they have you know, more serious subjects. I mean, I, I think um, you have, unfortunately, during this, these lockdown periods, had, ri- had rising crime. And I think one of the uh, unfortunate aspects is uh, intermarital abuse, you know mm. what I mean? It's where where uh, there's been quite a few divorces, for example, yeah. haven't there? And... Um, I think you know, get, going back to the medieval. This is for you, Ollie. If you if you ever get round to listening to these, apparently in the Middle Ages, I think I think you like this. It's really cute. If if you um, had a man and a woman who were at each other's throats, apparently one option you could take was trial by combat. <laughs> <laughs> but you you the feminists will love this, and it was a popular way to solve disagreements. But when they were fighting, yeah, they put them in. They didn't put them in a ring, one on one. <laughs> the husband, they dug a hole, yeah, they dug a hole in the ground, and and the man had to stand in this <laughs> hole with one hand tied behind his back, and the woman circled around him <laughs> with a sack filled with rocks. <laughs> Do you like that? I mean, once again, bring yeah. it back, be yeah. a bit of entertainment. You could do a drawing of that for me later, couldn't you? Guy in, in, a, in a hole with one arm tied behind his back, and the woman circling above him with a sack full of rocks. Tommy, uh, go on a night out in Manchester and you might actually see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the things we've seen. I mean, I mean, I know we're going to be your mum serving up some food. Um, I had it out for you last time you came, but we didn't get round to it. Do you, do you remember seeing it? I had a Frey Bentos pie. Yeah. Oh, I did get it out. I think we talked about it. Oh, I don't know if we had it out. Okay. Yeah, but it's always a memory now, Frey Bentos. Did, did we talk about smashed potato? No. And no. Um, right, the smashed potato apparently is. Do you even know what smashed? Yeah. Is? Oh, yeah I've had I've had smashed before yeah. when I was doing my Duke of Edinburgh. And curry, uh, sorry, different. Um, I don't think we'd ever bring back Vesta curry. Have you heard of Vesta no. curry? No. This is the nostalgia five minutes. When when I was in my teens, um, exotic food was very very rare, and some genius had the idea of putting it in a box. Yeah. Mm. So the the idea was you'd open this little box up and you'd have a, a boil in the bag rice. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like the food we give to astronauts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you have a bag of curry, and they were called Vesta curry meals, and uh, they were real good sambo. But my my biggie though, as a kid, was Frey Bentos. And um, do you remember Russell? When we used to go to France. Yeah, that's very... Have I covered this ground before? No. No. We we used to go to France, and uh, particularly at New Year, we used to go out for a New Year meal, yeah, at um, probably quite posh. And it was during the time of Nouvelle Cuisine. So you'd go for this meal, which would be very expensive, not get much food, and we'd come back to the farmhouse and have a Frey Bentosh, you know, that's the, kind of yeah. moron, that's the kind of moron I am. It's, uh, it's frightening. But did I get into last time the origins of Frey Bentos? Well, just before you do, Dad, you can still buy Vesta Curry. Wow. It's probably maybe not the original, but... Wow, in a box? Yeah. Get, wow. it, get it on Amazon. Wow. 
something here called the British Corner Shop you can get off there. Wow. It's got a 3.7 review. Wow. I, I think we should buy one. Yeah. <laughs> That's remarkable. Maybe these tunnels where all these kids are held. There's boxes of these retro foods, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm only a one third man, the kids are actually making those. They're actually oh. making them, yeah. That's yeah. Or they are the meat in you know, your mum's coming in now with a vest of curry. Yeah, this, these, I mean, if you're, if you're um, a vegetarian, I mean, it's sickening. Um, I, I currently work with a family of a mummy's Argentinian. Hey, and I, I always I always had the idea that Frey Bentos was Argentinian, but actually it's just across the river um. in Uruguay, I think it is. But back in the day, I'll never eat a Frey Bentos pie again. You know, we were talking about the joys of derelict buildings. Yeah. If you go on the internet, I can't remember the name of the site, there's a, a picture of this enormous like stockyard, you know, where the animals were kept, and these several stories, high buildings. And do you remember? No, but I, I carry on because I've I got something to link to this. If I but it, it, was, it was quite incredible. I, I, I went into, uh, you know, the history of this place, and apparently the, the animals would come in and they'd, they'd go up the ramp... Uh, <laughs> the ramp went right to the top of the building, yeah? I'm picturing oh, I, something, I'm picturing... Exactly and all the cows, saying. you know, waiting at the bottom of the ramp, you know, could, you, you know what's happening. They knew what was coming, and basically they went to the top of the building. They were slaughtered, yeah? And as they came down the floors, they were processed, and at the bottom, I'm not sure it came out in a can, but... Uh, That's not what I was... I oh, yeah, I thought they were going to say they pushed them off the top <laughs> yeah, of the tower. Yeah, well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I, I reckon those Esther meals, ready meals, began in the late 1960s, and um, I, I think, in a, in a funny sort of way, if this period coming is relatable to any other era i think it possibly is the 60s that's one of my theories i mean i mean i think i think in the 60s you you had going back to the very first podcast we did about me going to india i think you had limited physical horizons didn't you mm. yeah and i think that's what you've got now mm. you've got limited physical because I, I the guy in america he's obviously um having been in the industry for many years even he seems to think that the aviation industry has had it it's kaput yeah it ain't, it ain't going to recover or if it does recover it's going to be a lot it's going time. to recover oh, yeah. in, in, a, in a kind of form that is unrecognizable yeah. so you, so you've got that you've got the limited physical horizons um and linked to that back in the 60s what are now called stations yeah vacation yeah. in your home country are very very popular yeah mm. so you've, you've got the kind of joy of the english fields and woods and streams so you, to me you've got um, a famous five vibe going yeah. on haven't you yeah ginger beer i was going to say fantastic five that's a different thing no. isn't it yeah so i think the other thing is you, you all your home comforts would have been in the 60s 
locally sourced, which I've spoken to you about before. You know, growing yeah. up with my grandparents, uh, they basically, because they kept chickens, and, and I told you about my pet lamb, didn't I, going yeah. way back. I mean, they basically could have been cocooned in that cottage for God knows how long, and they could have survived. And I think you're getting that back now. Yeah, I was going to say, that's another thing that grew. People growing their own vegetables. Yeah, I me, think it's a good way to work. Me and Alex quite partial to a bit of garden as well. That many segments on a vegetable growing I mean I mean tomato seeds became like gold dust they did wow really like I think our auntie Meg only got some just because by chance her son ordered some a bit Uh, before and they arrived late but yeah they were like gold dust so I can I can smell the locally sourced vegetables. Yes, I, apologies to anyone with the weird noise. We don't have a studio yeah. yet, and yeah. Julie just likes to crack on. Yeah, crack on. <laughs> so should we leave it there and pick up on the? Hopefully, we'll be able to carry them on. You know, we'll wait to see at eight o'clock. Let's see what Boris has to say tonight. I mean, yeah. Chris, you're willing to self quarantine for the for the podcast, aren't you? I mean, I'm not going anywhere. Just. <laughs> Russell's dad might be carried off in a straitjacket. Just say, just I, a, I teach online, so just, no just to uh, give up on other dating scene as well. The, no, well, hopefully, you know. Thanks, thanks again to you okay, too. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, it's been yeah, nice seeing you all again. And then, like I said, hopefully lockdown won't hit again. If you'd like to expand on anything we've said tonight, uh, you are always welcome to. I'm going to try and get back on Twitter again. That's at a pint with Peter. I will admit I've been slacking on it. Mental health. (laughs) No, really, it's just laziness. And then, but also as well, as Dad's old friends did, get in contact with us through email, pintwithpeter at gmail.com. Dad always enjoys seeing emails, doesn't he? So we'd love to see more. Yeah, I'm old school, literally. So I guess everyone, on to the next one.